0: Ayer's on the Road, Parenting in a Modern World. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer.
1: Hello, folks. We're on different roads today, Linda and I. Oh, that didn't sound good, did it, honey? Different roads.
0: Well, we are certainly in different places, but not too far away. I'm up in you city.
1: We don't want to be on different paths or different trajectories or anything like that, just on different right, roads. Right, we wouldn't want to be that, no.
0: Anyway, uh, you're up at Bear Lake, uh, taking care of stuff up there, which is good. And um, we are back to summer out here in Utah. It's going to be 99 degrees in Salt Lake City today.
1: Oh, that's tough. I should stay up here. We're in the aftermath of our summer gathering, and it's always a little bittersweet. I have to come up here and clean up and winter eyes and all that, and all I can do is think about uh, all, how much fun we had with all the kids and grandkids, but that's over, so let's move on.
0: I guess we better. I mean, that's barely over. Um, some of them stayed on for a while, which we love because only one of our nine children lives close enough to meet for Sunday dinner, and um, all the rest of them are all over the world. In fact, three of them are in Europe right now, which is wild. It's kind of
1: living in sad Europe, to not do just, that not so we're, yeah, we're, they're that uh, far away. So we're we're going to have to change the name of the show to I's in the Air because that's where we're going to be to try to keep up with all these all these kids. But Linda, let me introduce what we want to do today. This is a table of contents for the show, and it's a little bit of a potpourri of things because there's three things on our mind right now, and we always like to talk about things that are on our mind. One is Commitment, the need for more commitment in the world. We think it's the sort of bottom line of what's going wrong with families and with society in general. Number two, we want to mention Joy School briefly because Joy School is about to start, school's about to start, the new school year is about to start, and there's some exciting new things to mention about what we can be doing for preschoolers, whether they're our kids or our grandkids. And then thirdly, we want to get to just a brief mention or two of the World Congress on Families, which um, is something that's held every couple of years somewhere in the world. It's never been held in the United States before. It's been in all kinds of other places, including Istanbul and Sydney, Australia and Madrid, Spain and on and on. But it is going to be in the United States this year in October, and it's going to be in Salt Lake City, which is very convenient for us since we're going to be speaking at the conference. And we want to applaud those who've organized it and who have um, made a real concerted effort to reach out to everyone who really cares about children and about families. One of the problems you get in pro-family circles is you sometimes have divisions where you have really far-right conservatives who don't trust those who are a little more moderate, and some think that others are exclusive, and on and on. And and we're so glad that this conference is avoiding that and is trying to cast a wide net, a big tent, and say, hey, we want everyone to come who really cares about commitment, which we're going to get back to in a minute, and and cares about children and cares about family and really believes that family is the basic unit of society. And within that big tent, we don't care so much about your specific ideology or your position on certain political issues. We're just here to celebrate commitment and to popularize parenting and to really try to focus people's attention on the family relationships that matter most in their lives, and, and draw attention to gov- for governments and other public entities, draw attention to the fact that family is the most important constituency they have, the most important unit of their political purview, and they better be aware of the needs of families and take care of those needs if they want society to thrive. So I kind of shot my wad on that one, honey, but, but that's in October. From the 27th to the 30th of the month of October, and it's right in Salt Lake City. And uh, I think as time as we get closer to it, people who live in Utah will have a a really a really nice opportunity to attend these sessions. Speakers from all over the world, representing all kinds of different interests, all kinds of different. Uh, societies, but all focused on the importance of family. What could be better than that, Linda? Isn't that an awesome thing?
0: Wow, it is pretty amazing, considering that the world in general is going the other direction, which is so scary for us and which our listeners, I'm sure, are aware of, although maybe not as much just because um, we don't live in a country like Japan, where 62% of the women have decided not to have children at all, because it's just too hard in their culture. Um, It is just sad to see how many are missing out on life um, when they don't have families, although uh, some of them have different kinds of families. We have a son who has third graders who are part of his family, and uh, we have a dear friend who premature babies, or her family, Um, you know, family's pretty broad word now, but of course we're talking about, you know, the nuclear family being committed to each other.
1: Well, that's right, and I think that kind of segues into the other thing that's been on our minds so much lately, we're writing a series of articles right now, and we call it a trilogy to try to appeal to, I don't know, Star Wars Mm -hmm. fans or whatever, but (laughs)
0: <laughs> a sure, that will commitment. really hook everybody.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's it's in the Deseret News in the next couple of weeks. Uh, the Salt Lake Daily Paper. It's it's in Family Share. You listeners who haven't discovered FamilyShare.com, something that's really fun to look in on every once in a while. Articles written by authors all all over the place on various aspects of family. There's a category on marriage and one on parenting and so on and so forth, and we we like to write for that that entity, and um, they've now done half of this series, this trilogy on commitment, but you reminded me of it, honey, because the first article essentially says, hey, you know, interdependence is better than independence, because that means you're committed to someone, and they're committed to you, and you have a security and a synergy that you'd never have otherwise, and the second article talks about how you don't have to give up your own identity when you become a uh, a member a member of a family or someone that's married and committed to another person you're still who you are you've just enhanced who you are by this bond and the metaphor we use in this second article is is water. the idea that when hydrogen and oxygen get together they're and and bond each other a metaphor i guess for commitment they're not losing their identity the hydrogen is still hydrogen the oxygen is still oxygen but they become water this remarkable flowing pure life-giving thing that is so much better than when they're separate as hydrogen and oxygen and then the third one the third article is just what you were saying a minute ago honey that hey um if you're a millennial and you're wondering whether you you want to ever get married and you think, well, I want to stay with adventure and excitement in my life and, and uh, go skydiving and, you know, uh, travel around the world and so on, just remember this. The real adventure, the real excitement that puts all those other things to shame is when you make the commitment of marriage. That's what excitement really is, and we're here to testify of that, aren't we, honey?
0: Yeah, let's go back to your um, little metaphor of the hydrogen and oxygen. Are you saying that when you're on your own, you're just a bunch of gas? Um, <laughs> and until so you combine and make gas. something that's really productive? I don't know.
1: Well, that would almost be as, as bad as what Benjamin Franklin said when he said, a, a single man is like half a pair of scissors.
0: Yeah, I know. And we just, I always have to be careful because when we talk about this, because we have friends who are single, always have been single, probably always will be single. We love them dearly. They've had a wildly productive life. But it just is so important if you are going to get married to have that commitment. And so often we don't see that um, like we used to. Um, We see... Marriages from the past, and you think, oh, that's a hard marriage, but man, they have really made the best of it. Um, and then, you know, there's others who, our daughter had lunch with a friend last week who'd just been married for a short time and was pregnant and going to have a baby, and she was in her 30s. And uh, she just sort of said, and during the conversation, I don't know, maybe I'll just give up on this. Maybe I'll just get a divorce. I'm just not as happy as I thought I was going to be. And it just kind of takes your breath away when you think how often during our marriage were we not quite as happy as we thought we would be. (laughs) We're both pretty strong-willed. And I just think there are so many, um, so many elements, speaking of gases, so many elements of commitment that um, we actually can talk about in the second half of this program.
1: Yeah, I'd like to do that, honey, because you know, commitment, we see it not as something that ties you down. We see it as something that frees you because it makes your life simpler. I mean, then when you have a rocky road with the person you love and that you're committed to, you get through it. There's never the option, well, let's walk away, let's quit, let's drop out, let's abdicate. That doesn't ever occur to you when the commitment is strong enough. And that simplifies life and really gets you through the hard times. So I think we're about ready to take a little break. And when we come back again, we're going to be talking about three things, the World Congress for Families, the Power of Commitment, and Joy School.
0: Ayer's on the Road, parenting in a modern world. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer and we're back and
1: we're we're back. We're back. Back together. I'm glad for this radio show, honey, so I can catch up to you and we can talk a little, hear each other's voice. I'm he- I'm heading home today though, so we'll see you soon.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um so um I'm I'm so glad that you've t- been talking so much about commitment lately because it uh, solidifies the fact that you were totally committed, even though I'm a wild and crazy woman and do weird things and get mad at you sometimes.
1: <laughs> well, you're what you're—that's what you're saying. But what you really mean is, boy, it's a good thing I was totally committed to you, buddy, because you're a loose screw and I could have walked out on you many times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, actually, you are kind of a loose screw, honestly. Really, Richard Eyer. Let it be a record. Is not, a loose screw is not the right word, but cr- crazy. Always running to do the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. I we. Well, there's
1: so at- much to do in this world, Linda. There's so much to do. And by the way, that that might be a good segue to mention that uh, I think we touched on this a little last week. We're we're going to be out of the country for about six or seven weeks uh, in September and October speaking to various groups about families and visiting some of our children in Europe. And and then we're going to be in Japan and we're going to be in uh, various places. But I think due to to Skype, we're going to be able to continue to do the show on a live basis each week. And that'll be fun because, you know, one of the things that we've always felt and, and always sort of tried to pay attention to is that, There are societies and cultures that do a better job with certain aspects of families than our own culture. There's no question about that. And one of the things we'll be doing over the next few weeks on the broadcast is mentioning what we think we can all learn from parents and marriages in in England, let's say, or in Japan or in various places where we'll be. So you can kind of look forward to that. It'll be a a kind of an international show over the next uh, few weeks.
0: Um, we really are excited to be able to do this. Um, we are doing a cruise in the middle of that, which will be so fun. We're taking one of our children and her husband with us, and uh, we're going to be um, starting in Venice and then cruising down through the Mediterranean and uh, my highlight is going to be Ephesus, which we have—I've never visited. I've been reading this morning, and and uh, it will be so interesting to go through uh, the lands where Paul uh, spent much of his life, and and so many others. But it really will be an interesting experience because we are with people who. Um, are always so interesting, don't you think? These cruise people
1: well, they, are just fascinating. Well, and they're we're with people that care about their families. And In fact, the way that we're, our sort of mission or our sort of uh, purpose on the trip is to lead several discussions during the cruise. That's one thing about cruises. Those of you who have been on them know that you you have wonderful ports of call, but you also have sea days. You have times when you're just out chugging along through the, through the ocean, and there's a lot of time to talk and interact, so we love it. We think it's a great time to. We're going to have several discussion groups on parenting, on grandparenting, on uh, you know extended Reunions, families, on, extended on family, balance, all that. Trying to find personal balance in life, and this one uh, we're not, we're certainly not promoting it because it's been sold out for a long time. Although I will say this, just while I'm thinking about it we're doing another one in january to australia and fiji now that's a long cruise that's almost two weeks uh... total but we're doing the same thing and it's with fun for less cruises if you want to if you're curious look on look online fun for less dot com and um you know like i say we here's our here's our thing and and you know we get a little i don't know if we get criticized or people just shake their heads at us once in a while but we'll we'll go pretty much anywhere and talk to pretty much any group as long as the goal is stronger families and better commitment in families and more more um effort and and priority on families and again what so many of us need including ourselves we're certainly not above this we need focus we need To think about and be deliberate about how we're raising our kids, how we're handling our our priorities in our lives, and how how hard we're working on our relationships. And we all need more techniques and more ideas and more methods because, you know, the, the, the more you think about this stuff, the better you end up doing at it.
0: Well, the interesting thing is what we learn as we talk to these families, even though they are committed to their families, there are a lot of hard things in families, um, whether it's um, a sibling that's distance himself in the family or um, special needs children or uh, other special needs in families that are beyond our belief in some cases. Um, there are hard things that happen in families and it's it's kind of fun to talk about that too and to appreciate the, the fact that people stay committed even though they have such a hard time there was a family with us on the last cruise that had two um... really profoundly uh... disabled children and uh, they brought them with them and another one at home that couldn't come because he was so disabled But by the time we finished, we were so inspired by them, by their commitment to their children and to the things that uh, are really important in life, even though they certainly had a different lifestyle than they signed up for.
1: Well, it's true. You know, anytime, I really believe this. This sounds like an extreme statement, but anytime you're with other family people, other parents, and the goal is to talk about families and talk about kids and talk about parenting and try to inspire each other and get ideas anytime you're in that kind of setting you really become inspired by other by other people because as you discuss things with them you realize that these problems you thought you had with your family uh that you thought were so profound are not that unique at all. I mean, they're they're unique in that they're your own and they're different than anyone else's, but they're certainly not bigger problems than what other families have and, and challenges. And when something about talking about those and being open about them and sharing um, concerns and ideas and so on really is inspiring. You used the right word, honey. And that's what we try to do on these cruises or really any time we speak. We try to get a discussion going and and have parents walk out of there thinking, hey, you know, I've got worries and concerns, but so does everyone. And we can we can do better. We can work on these things. We can improve our families. We can improve uh, our relationships.
0: Or I can be more like these people who are just so amazing. Anyway, um, it will be interesting. Um, we do need to... Segue for a minute into Joy School because I am over my head in Joy School right now. Um, on semester two, uh, we are revamping lesson plans, and of course, um, I don't know. Maybe you should give a little introduction of the history of Joy School, Richard, and then I'll pick it up from there.
1: Well, you're so awesome on this, honey, and I, you know, I just want to hats off to you because Linda has done a lot of the writing of these lesson plans for this preschool program called Joy School. The original ones were done by my mother way back when, way back well, we were living in England when we'd written a book called Teaching Your Children Joy. My mother, bless her heart, who was an early childhood education expert, took our book and turned it into a curriculum. The idea being kids really need preschool kids more than early academics, more than learning to read before any of their peers and so on. What they really need is to be socially and emotionally well-adjusted. And we call those things joys, social joys and emotional joys. And, you know, Linda, I was talking to a guy the other day who was saying that the, the biggest thing in education right now is something called SEL, and it's, that's a, an acronym for, for social and emotional learning, and the biggest the biggest sort of new trend now is that uh kids who who get skills in social and emotional areas who have some kind of um deliberate approach in their families or in their schools to social and emotional learning SEL that correlates much more directly with success in life, with getting into good colleges and so on, than academics does. Isn't that interesting? Now, of course, you have to have both, but the correlation is even stronger with SEL. And it's back to the thing we've always said, the joy quotient is more important than, than intelligence quotient, JQ over IQ. So this whole joy school idea, which has been around now for more than 30 years, is to take these little preschoolers and as moms, sometimes dads are involved too, but mostly moms, become the teachers and the kids rotate, little groups of four or five kids. And so one mom teaches one week and another mom the next week. And the curriculum, the Joy School curriculum, makes it so anyone can teach. Even if you've never taught a a lick in your life, you have this curriculum and you know when to play this song and tell this story and do this game and so on and the net result of it is the kids learn these social joys like the joy of sharing and the joy of service and the emotional joys like the the joy of uh, imagination and creativity and and being to accept able to accept who you are and your own uniqueness and so on so we're really into Joy School, but Linda, you are, the the whole revision of all these lesson plans has happened in the last year, and now they're brand new, and our daughters have worked on it, and now you're doing the final edit.
0: Well, I am, and I do have to say that I did some writing uh, early on when we started this, and then it's just kind of gone on and people have said, come on, we need an update on this. We need an update. But boy, it just takes a lot of time. And finally, our daughter and our daughter-in-law, who are both Harvard-educated women, took a hold of this and said, we are going to make it happen. And they did. And I've been going through these lesson plans. Oh my gosh, last night I was going through um, spontaneous delight and the confidence to try new things. And these lessons are just packed with such fun ideas of activities and music and we're including some classical music and some fine art and so on exposing kids to that when they're that age and but most of all it is just feeling happy about being a child boy people just it is so sad when you see a childhood uh, gone, because the parents are so worried about academics and so on, and I think people are moving back to the fact that what you want is a happy well adjusted child. I mean, there are some kindergarten readiness lessons in these so that the ki- they really are ready for kindergarten, but the emphasis really is just having joy when we first thought of that, we thought, Oh, this sounds kind of corny let 's see what would the kids call it now cheesy yeah, this is kind of cheesy, but actually. <laughs> Uh, three- and four-year-olds love cheesy and five-year-olds. I mean, you know, they love to be involved in music and art and so on. And uh, the thing that's n- new about this is that it's so easy. It's all online. You can click to the music. You can click to the illustrations. You can click to the stories. And so that immediately it's right in front of you. You can print it out or do whatever you want with that. It. it just makes it so easy. It's, we really are pretty excited about it, aren't we?
1: Well, we are, and I. the reason we're mentioning it on the show today is that uh, this is, you know, we've had a lot of comments lately. We're, we're running into people. This is a time of year when uh, parents, particularly moms, to be candid about it, are saying, what are we, you know, school's about to start for our older kids or whatever. What are we going to do this year for our preschool kids? Now, some have preschools all lined up and so on. And there are a lot of good preschools around, no question about it. Many of them are very, very expensive, but some people have already made their plans and that's great. But many, I think, are torn. I think a lot of parents are like, well, on the one hand, I know these kids need a preschool experience to really make them ready for school and to, you know, to get socialized and so on. But I also sort of don't wanna abdicate i wanna you know I don't have these kids very long, and I'm not so sure I wanna turn them over to some professional teacher or some commercial preschool and and cut the short amount of time I have left with them even further. And so in one way, I think joy schools is kind of a compromise. It's like, okay, let's have the preschool experience. Let's teach them these social and emotional joys, but let's do it ourselves. I'll be one of the teachers, and my neighbor Sally will be one of the teachers, and we'll get uh, Judy from across the street, and we'll, we'll form this joy school group and we'll really go for it. So if that interests you, or if you know other family members who are trying to say what is the best thing for preschoolers, we just invite you to go on joyschools.com, put an S on that, joyschools, because there's something else that has the URL for joyschool.com, but joyschools with an S.com, and learn a little about it, and Like you say, Linda, we're excited because brand-new lesson plans this year and completely technology-friendly so you can do it right from your smartphone.
0: Um, Actually, or your computer. And I do have to say that... um... Asia, our darling daughter-in-law, who's now wandering around in Europe, but they've been living in Hawaii and doing Joy School, and she said several of their moms had already signed up for for preschool. But yeah, Joy School is two days trial. a week, and so if you if you just have a two or three day a week, it's kind of a fun diversion and have them doing something with your friends and with your neighbors um, okay. that you love.
1: Out of time, but uh, look at Joy School. Uh, Be committed and go to the World Congress on Families. And we will see you next time on Hires on the Road.